Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Fightful Pro Wrestling. I'm Denise Salcedo hanging out here with Steven Jensen here today. And we are going to be, we're back to do some impact wrestling conversation. Uh, probably some of my favorite things to do each and every single month is watch those impact pay-per-views. I was bummed we didn't get to be here last time because some of the changes that we'll talk about in just a second. But today we are going to be chatting about Emergence. And I know some of you guys are like, wait, what? But Emergence was yesterday and you guys are supposed to be a post show. Well, well, uh, Steven, let's go ahead and kick things off with that. Uh, first and foremost, how are you, dude? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, I'm happy to be talking some Impact Wrestling. You know, I used to talk Impact every weekend on the Weekender podcast for over three years. And then when the post show started here, you know, with Cressa and Joel, then I had to stop, you know, watch, I had to stop reviewing it as often. So I was really excited to talk some Impact Wrestling for everybody today. Um, and with you, of course. And also, by the way, this is the first time we've talked since your wedding. So congratulations on your marriage as well. Thank you. Thank you. So here's the thing. And this is this is where I'm kind of bummed at. And I want to talk about this with you because I'm a little bit bummed that now a lot of the impact pay-per-views are on Fridays. You know, the last one I had to miss because I was at SummerSlam weekend. And Fridays to me, it's just a harder day to actually do these shows. And so that's why like yesterday's pay-per-view happened yesterday. But that's why we're here today chatting about it on Saturday. And I don't I don't really love that we have to do this like the following day. Like I love chatting about pay-per-views instantly the moment that it wraps up so I kind of want to ask you you know how are you feeling about these like Friday shows and you know how's that how's that working out with your schedule so it actually works out pretty well and that's mainly because you know I watch UFC most Saturday nights because they almost always have a show on Saturdays so like I like being able to because my, my brother's real big into MMA and so is my stepbrother so I have like family over to watch the UFC shows so when I'm also watching wrestling they're always like confused because sometimes they're into it sometimes they're not it kind of depends on what's going on um but you know this weekend it actually works out great because 
there's also GCW tonight, which I know you're a big fan of as well. So I'm going to be watching GCW. There's a lot of good stuff this weekend in the world of combat sports, but I'm with you. Um, it's going to make it harder, of course, for us to do Friday night impact reviews because there's also Rampage going on. There's SmackDown. Uh, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, so it's, but I'm happy we're here the day after. Um, I actually caught up on the show this uh, this afternoon as well. So it's like really fresh on my mind. So it, it feels like to me, like, like this is Friday night right now. So. <laughs> well, it's definitely totally different for me because I watched the show yesterday and then I watched the main event here tonight. So I feel like, oh my God, like I remember everything that happened yesterday, obviously, but it, it, it's such a weird experience for me to have to like split up a show where I watch a portion of it the night before and then the other portion of it, you know, the following day. So personally, I'm not crazy about having to, you know, the Friday changes and all of that, just because it makes it so much more like harder for me I think but uh, regardless here we are we're going to talk about emergence which honestly like Stephen I feel like you and I for the most part are in agreement that you know even though these like monthly little impact plus pay-per-view shows they're not like the most talked about in terms of like in the wrestling community as a whole it's kind of like a niche audience that actually tunes in to catch these shows but legitimately they are they, these shows put on some of the best wrestling that you see throughout the ring and I'm throughout the week, excuse me. And honestly, it it's some of the best stuff that I've been, you know, seeing. Yeah, no, I agree. The shows, whether it's the the you know one the 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 four uh, yearly pay per views. That's what I'm trying to say. Whether it's the four yearly pay per views, which everyone kind of pays attention to, you know, that seems like those always get a lot of buzz. But the Impact Plus shows, really, no one's ever really talking about, and it gets overshadowed by a lot of stuff too. Especially if it's going to be on the same night as a WWE show and an AEW show, like. That's just going to happen. But the, the thing I really love about Impact is their storylines, for the most part, make a lot of sense also. So, like, even, like, they're having good payoffs to matches that have storylines that make sense. So, it's like, it's everything I want out of a wrestling show, which is pretty basic, you know, at the end of the day. Um, and I honestly thought that uh, that Emergence was a really good show from top to bottom. Yeah, completely agree. And that's why, like, part of me kind of, like, it bums me out. Honestly, it kind of bums me out where I'm like, damn, like, I feel like so many more people should be watching these shows because they're legitimately freaking good. And I know the people that do watch are like, yeah, honestly, for reals, because you get a little bit of everything. And top to bottom, you do get a really solid show. So if you're looking for something that you just want to watch some good wrestling, even if you're not watching the week-to-week product, because, dude, I I can't watch Impact every week, right? But I get to watch these monthly pay-per-views. And I feel like they do a really good job of like letting you know, like, hey, this is what went on during the week. And here's where we're at now, because you mentioned the storylines are easy to follow. And at the end of the day, you're getting pretty damn good wrestling. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, I say that often, you know, I'm pretty basic with what I want out of a wrestling show, like just storylines that make sense and good matches with payoffs and like just actual winners and losers. And we got pretty much that the entire show i mean so yeah this, this was this was really good and uh karen sullivan in the chat was saying that uh the show was trending on twitter last night that, that's great good for them like I, i'm i'm happy to see impact seceding and, and i like seeing people talking about the the product because i think they're a very slept on company and they have a consistently good product to, to follow so i'm with i'm with you denise i'm i'm, ha I'm happy we're here talking about it today <laughs> all right well let's go ahead
ahead and jump right into it. But before we do, just a heads up, guys. If you want to help support the show, if you want to keep the impact of monthly pay-per-view shows running here on Fightful, please, at any point, feel free to send in a super chat. If you do send in a super chat, we will make sure to read your thoughts here on the stream. Not only does it help support Fightful, but it keeps me and Steven coming back here uh, each and every single month to talk about these shows. So if you want to make sure the conversation keeps going, feel free to support the show and send in a super chat at some point point um i'm reading some of the comments and i'm like laughing because we got one from hot topics that says you're the only channel that covers impact that makes me happy so if you want us to keep us going and there's other channels too so but you know obviously we're you know we're consistent and all of whatever right but the point is if you want us to keep being here talking about impact wrestling you're a fan and you want to hear more people talk about it help support us keep us going uh send in a super chat and we definitely will so now steven Let's go ahead and kick things in. Let's kick it off with the X Division title match on the show, which we had Jack Evans and Mike Bailey. Uh, Let's go ahead and start off. You know, this was a very, I mean, when you look at this match instantly, it, it, it kind of is what you were expecting out of this match. Mike Bailey has literally, and this was one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot because I've been seeing, you know, Mike Bailey a lot ever since he came back to Impact. So ever since he came to Impact Wrestling and he's been, you know, doing his stuff there. But I've also been able to see him at so many GCW events. And then uh, I think like random indies here and there that I just forgot about. But like, you know, stuff in between, right? And I will tell you that I feel like this is a guy that legitimately, no matter what platform you're watching him on, whether it's like thousands of people in attendance or hundreds of people in attendance, whatever the situation is, it, it feels like he's always putting on a consistent amount of body. Like his body of work is consistent. And that's one of the things where I like, I was thinking about it and I just thought, I haven't seen a bad Mike Bailey match. Uh, and it doesn't matter like what, um, where I'm watching him and what or who he's wrestling or anything like that. So, this was really just that and the one thing that I did want to mention uh going into this right away is that I feel Steven and you do the weekender podcast you watch a lot of these shows and I want to ask you because I feel that Mike Bailey ever since he you know his ban from uh the U.S. was lifted and all of that and he came back and this and that I feel he has added so much more life to the independent wrestling scene among other guys too but he's definitely one of those guys in the forefront uh what do you think about that yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I think all the wrestlers, uh, you know, that have worked with him would, would agree too. I mean, no one has a bad thing to say about the guy and he's, uh, you know, he, he's someone, some people are going to hear this and think that I'm, I'm crazy for saying this, but I think he legitimately has a case for wrestler of the year for this year, like in, in any company. Um, you know, it just, he's going to get overlooked in, in certain instances because he doesn't wrestle for AEW, doesn't wrestle for WWE, but like, if you look at his just body of work for this past year, and you talk about it, it doesn't matter how many people are there. I mean, he had a GCW show where him and Ninja Mac wrestled a few months back, and they did a spot where they, they Ninja Mac took a bump off of like a scaffold through a table. And it's like, you know, and, and I don't know how many people were there, but it's not like being inside like, you know, the Allstate Arena or something like that. You know what I mean? And I love GCW, but you all know what I mean by that. It doesn't matter if they're like, like Denise said, it doesn't matter if there's hundred people there or if there's, you know, 20,000 people there, so you're getting the same speedball everywhere. The, the only thing that's off to me about him and impact, the only thing, and this is nitpicking at its finest is the entrance music. Cause I'm so used to brass monkey and him coming so out fun. and the, it's so fun. And, and, his, monkey. And, and it just, but he does the same entrance and impact with the same mannerisms and like, you know, doing his thing and like warming up by like kicking the fans hands and stuff. But like the music is so much slower in impact. It's like more like a methodical, almost like 
sounds like a guy from like a karate video game type. Like type I'm very song. serious. I'm going to come out and kick your ass, which is great and all, but it, it's a totally different vibe. It's a different vibe. And like when I see speedball, I'm so used to feeling like the party's starting. You know what I mean? Like that's, you know, that's the only thing that I would potentially change about speedball and impact in his presentation with maybe a little more of an upbeat like theme when he's coming to the ring outside of that. I mean, he's the same guy everywhere. And, uh, and also I got to give a big shout out to Jack Evans. He looks like he's in the best shape maybe ever that he's been in right now. I was um, going to bring that up, dude. The yeah. man's got like, he, you know, he's obviously been a little bit more uh, of like on the skinny end, on the lanky mm-hmm. side, you know, throughout his life. But now I feel like we're seeing more of like this muscular version of Jack Evans. And obviously he's getting older. So, you know, that obviously benefits him to gain a little bit more muscle. But dude freaking looks phenomenal. Yeah, he does. I, I don't know if he's like just extra motivated now after like, because he was a guy who grinded the the non-mainstream wrestling scene for like two decades before he got that shot in AEW. And you know, he did like some Lucha Underground and like if you consider Wrestling Society X, that was kind of its own thing. But like it feels like Jack Evans like had his big opportunity in AEW and then he kind of like just didn't really it didn't really go anywhere. And then he had like the weird kind of like thing going on in Mexico. And then like he was out of AEW and they shaved his head and there was really no payoff to that. Cause he never saw him again. And like, but I, I I'm wondering if now he's just like extra motivated. Cause like, he looks super healthy. He looks like he's in great shape and, uh, and he knows how to work a crowd. He's always known how to work a crowd. So like, I thought that the matchup between these two guys, uh, it was really good. And it's a really smart way to open a show like this, in my opinion. Completely agree. I mean, this is what you would expect. The strikes from uh, from Mike Bailey. We got a lot of that. Uh, you know, there was a really beautiful moonsault that he executed during this match, which I loved. The speed. I want to talk about the speed in which Mike Bailey did that spinning heel kick. Holy shit. Like he didn't like he didn't even end up hitting uh, uh, freaking Jack Evans because Jack Evans ended up moving out of the way. But I was more impressed by the speed and the air that he got during that that I didn't even care if it was executed or not. It was just so impressive to even see that. But he obviously ends up winning the match with the Ultimo weapon. And this was so much fun. And I do want to go back and talk a little bit more about Jack Evans because, you know, you mentioned his time period in AEW and I think like right in the beginning when you had him and and Angelico you know teaming up I think like early on I thought oh this is going to be a tag team that's just gonna like take storm in AEW and it didn't end up happening and uh I don't remember the exact wording of this but I know that he did do an interview with Chris Van Vliet and in that interview he kind of blamed himself a little bit for uh you know not really getting the momentum that you might have thought that he was going to get in AEW so I don't know what Angelico's contract status is with AEW but I would really love to see them kind of get a uh, an actual go at it in Impact Wrestling uh, seeing both Angelico and Jack Evans, if that were to happen in Impact, I just really feel like it would add, dude, like so much. And we'd finally be able to see the thing that maybe we thought we thought the way that things were going to go for them in AEW. For sure. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see more of Jack Evans in Impact Wrestling, especially doing stuff in the X Division. I think he still fits like a glove. I mean, the first time I saw Jack Evans, or at least really early on when I saw him, it had to have been like early 2000s. I remember him doing like a double moonsault off of a cage, like to the outside of the ring and being like, this guy's going to be like one of the biggest stars in wrestling. I felt the same way about Teddy Hart. Teddy Hart killed his own career by a lot of really, really bad decisions. But Teddy Hart was always so lo- closely linked with Jack Evans. And it always felt like that was maybe a reason why Jack Evans wasn't getting a shot. Then he got his shot. And I was really hoping he was going to capitalize in AEW because I've been pulling for the guy for a long time. But last night, like I said, he looked the best physically that I've ever seen him look. 
And we got some super chats here that I'm going to go ahead and pull up and read before we get into our next match. Uh, thank you so much to M.A. Solko, who says, excellent pay-per-view that needed 300% more Johnny Swinger. <laughs> uh, thank you so much to M.A. Solko for yeah. sending uh, that lovely super chat in. We got one from Sheldon Jackson. Uh, Sheldon Jackson, a huge supporter, says, I'm getting tired of Honor No More versus Bullet Club because Honor No More wins every time, no matter the uh, Bullet Club combo. I'm trying to figure out if Impact is trying to get them over at Bullet Club's expense. So... We'll talk about that uh, once we actually get to this match because yep. I just feel like, man, I, I can't wait to talk about that. So we will get into all of that. Uh, but thank you so much to Sheldon Jackson for sending this in. Um, once again, guys, if you want to get your questions, comments, or statements, opinions, hot, hot, hot takes, whatever it is, send them in on a super chat. We'll go we ahead want and those get those spicy on. crackling takes. Hell yeah. Bring it in here, man. All right. Let's get into this next one here. So this one... um. It's start okay. So I'm gonna pull it. We're gonna talk about this match now, even though this match started at this point in the show, but didn't okay. actually end up happening until two matches later. So uh we have the match that I'm talking about is Steve Macklin and Sammy Callahan. So they this essentially started off and they were they started off in a bra, so it ended up pretty much being a no contest. And even later on in the night, we saw them brawl again, and then it wasn't until after the lucha match that we had the whole thing where Scott Demore announced that this match was happening but it was going to be no dq and then we finally got this match so for those of you who did not watch the show this the entirety of this match did not unfold at this point in the show it started off here but it actually ended up happening after the lucha match but we're going to talk about it here because this is really where we first started seeing these two guys um dude so let's go ahead and uh talk about this one here because this one was a lot of fun uh they brought in like so many weapons at one point we see uh, Steve Macklin bring in a, a Swiffer at some point. Um, there was a lot of fun stuff. Like you had, <laughs> here are my notes. This is funny. I literally have Steve Macklin low blowed Sammy. Sammy stomped on his dick. <laughs> Those are my notes for this. My, <laughs> my favorite part was when Sammy was slapping him and he's all, you wanted a war <laughs> and just like slaps him to the beat of that we do end up seeing sammy callahan win this match with the cactus driver 1997 um but this was a fun one i want to ask you how you felt about the execution of this given that it started at one point ended a certain way then it you know we saw them again and then it restarted and this and that what were your thoughts on that yeah yeah i mean this is i mean I'm going to sound like a broken record to you and to people who watch any of our impact post shows. Like this is like, this is the Sammy Callahan special. I talk about this all the time. Like Sammy Callahan on impact pay-per-view, you see this every single time, but it's always, it's entertaining. Like it's one of those things that's like, they're good matches and in, in like long-term stories. But I feel like I see the same Sammy Callahan match every time I watch it. But I don't like, care, Steven. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Here's my argument to that. Okay. I get it. The Sammy Callahan special and this and that, but if somebody is known for doing certain things and they're good at it and it's sure. entertaining, that's what I want to freaking see. I don't want to see anything else. Like, why would I want to see him in a different type of match if this is a match that he's good at? I want to see that. You know, so many times we get caught up in stuff like this where, like, a certain guy is known for something and then he does something different and you're like, oh, that didn't really work for me because that's not what he's really known for. Uh, you know, obviously there's some guys that can do everything, but Sammy Callahan is good at these types of matches. That's what it's entertaining about him. So why the hell not? No, no, I agree. I, I I would rather see him do this every month and just have like like hardcore or deathmatch type matches than see him like perennially involved in the world title scene, like personally. So like I think this is a good thing. 
Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Spot for him. Um, I, 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 one of my favorite things about this whole scenario, honestly, was how Moose was doing that interview backstage while they were brawling and Sammy just came out of nowhere and started fighting him. Like, he, like his fight with Macklin, like, wound up fighting moose backstage. Like I, I just thought that that all kind of worked really well. And no, for what this was, this, this was good. I thought Macklin showed a different side of himself than we've kind of seen before. Like, uh, I mean, he's super tough and durable. Um, and, and it was also the, uh, it, it took Callahan zip tying Macklin's arms behind his back and hitting that cactus driver 97 to put away Macklin. So like, it was like, even, he needed even that extra little bit to get rid of Macklin. So um, so yeah, I thought, I thought this was good for what it needed to be. Um, but I just feel like, like I said, I see it, it like, I guarantee you the next time we see, we, the next time you're talking about Sammy Callahan, it'll be, we'll, we'll be saying the same exact thing. In a month from now, about Sammy Callahan. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And here's the thing, like, I'm wondering, cause obviously this has to lead to a tag team match at some point. Yeah. Right. So I'm wondering if it's going to be, uh, Moose and Steve Macklin against Sammy Callahan and John Moxley. Because obviously, you know, they the yeah. team and all of that good stuff. Uh, do you think that that's bound to happen at some point on Impact? I mean, that would be humongous for Impact if they could get that. Um, I would love that with the the old history of of Moxley and uh, and Callahan. I remember Tozawa being, like, affiliated with them, too, back in the day, which is wild because, like, Tozawa has done completely different – on a completely different path with his career with the WWE. But, um, but yeah, I would uh, – I'd be – I mean, that – if if impact can, can get access to John Moxley and do something like that, then yeah, you 1 billion percent do that. I really hope that's the way that they go about things. And it's funny too, because we mentioned Steve Macklin and Steve Macklin, I feel is a guy that like, for the most part, he has an ordinary look, right? Like you look at Steve Macklin, he's got an ordinary look, but the thing that works for Steve Macklin that he's really good at, and this is one of the things that I think really uh, appeals to me in regards to Steve Macklin is that he's got like legit intensity, you know, guys that like pretend to be tough and it just doesn't connect. It doesn't come through. Uh, You don't get that with Steve Macklin, like Steve Macklin, it's believable that he brings his intensity. That he, and you know that he's gonna bring it like I don't feel like I have to suspend my disbelief with that I agree and I, and I think he's one of those guys that like had had Triple H been in the position he's in right now with WWE and Macklin left he would have been one of those guys that got brought right back dude get out of my show <laughs> what are you, you doing in here split face. what is with these numbers Denise you're hovering around 100 you've got a couple measly bucks and super chats what is this, Denise? I could I'm sorry. Listen, I could fart into a tuba and draw better numbers than this, Denise. You should be ashamed of yourself. Okay. And to, and to drag you down, and to, and to drag down the good uh, you, us. 
to drag down the good name of Steven Jensen while you do this? Uh, while you actively okay, turn away viewers? Okay, well, in that case, I'll just bounce. I'll leave Sean. I'd rather you not because I didn't watch the show. the show. Then you <laughs> tell people what you think happened. Oh, I know what happened. My besties, my great personal close friends, Deanna Perrazzo and Chelsea Green, uh, achieved the highest accomplishment in wrestling history. They won the Impact Wrestling Tag Titles on a YouTube pre-show. And they have deserved this for a very long time. Now, granted, granted, um, this should have happened a long time ago. It should have happened like three years ago in NXT. But whatever, whatever. That's what matters. That's what matters about this show is my besties, my close personal friends, the Stooges. Anything yeah, else you want to add to this, Sean? Since you crashed the show, you might as well take over. You buried, you buried me. Yeah. You, you, you poor Steven was just here. It is some bystander. <laughs> I mean, what, what do you want us to do now? I didn't even brush my hair for this show. Look yeah, at this. I was gonna say you um, look terrible. You look like a fuzzy bird. A fuzzy bird, huh? Well, yeah. I mean, they have feathers, so that's usually the way that it works. But uh, I like the Steve Macklin, Sammy Callahan thing. I thought that was very clever and a good thing to do. Um, for all that we heard about Steve Macklin getting a big push later this year, he's losing an awful lot over the past few months, and I don't think I like that a lot because I think he's very, very good. But, you know, look at that. Look at that. I want to say a 10% viewership increase. What are you talking about? What are you, 10 extra people came in here. Oh, look at that. Oh, now it's up to like 20%. <laughs> okay, in that case, here, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> what me look i'm wearing a shirt an unauthorized kentucky basketball anthony davis shirt from 2012 um i'm about to go thrift shopping ma says i love this for us is the most obnoxious tagline guys show denise how important it is that i'm here send your super chats send your humper chats that way i can outdraw denise right here live on the air not steven steven's great he's wonderful He's a good person, close personal Sexton. friend too. Yes, and also I think Steven has a pretty good chance of becoming knockout tag team champion in the future as well. As long as he stays my friend, that very clearly is a thing. And also if he feeds me scoops, I think that's... Ooh. You want that's, some scoops? You want some indie scoops, Sean? I do, actually. I would, love that. <laughs> I would love that. Look at this. Nick says, great show, but Alexander needs a real title feud. Well, they need a real pay-per-view schedule. What is with them putting shows on Friday? What what we makes already them... talked about that? Well, here I am. <laughs> Listen, what makes them think that, oh, well, you know, WWE's doing Saturday pay-per-views. Let's put it up against uh, I don't know, the most watched night of pro wrestling per week, uh, Friday. I'm sure they did this bullshit for travel or something like that. They're like, oh, well, it costs us. Yeah, tapings. That way they can draw some more people on Saturday, maybe a matinee on Sunday or something like that. I get it, but um, like maybe hey, look, just... Sean, our viewership's decreasing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Denise, I, I want to say that I'm I'm very impressed that you woke up at the crack of noon Pacific to, to make this show. I woke up an hour before the show. I know you did. I know you did. I was putting my shoes on as Steven was coming into this. Oh, no. Why are you putting your shoes on for a podcast? I can't do a podcast without my shoes on. Really? Is that a really? Yeah. Really? Listen, wow. I would show my bare feet right now, but listen. Okay, then I, our viewership would be a little bit interesting. Uh, yeah, I know. I've had like some very peculiar offers 
to show my bare feet in the past, and I'm not going to do it. Uh, so I, I just know I'm going to end up on wiki feet like you, Denise. I'm all Have over you... wiki feet, man. Are you? I'm going to look it up. Wait, is that Stop. a thing? Don't look at my wiki feet account, Sean. I'm not a foot guy. It's all right. I don't care. People, I don't want anybody on my wiki feet account. Oh, I don't even God. know who are these freaking weirdos. Oh my God, there's so many pictures. On wiki there's feet. so what? many pictures, Denise. Look, they hold really... on, wait, wait, wait. No, they've got a community oh. too. Oh, listen to this, Denise. What? I haven't viewed my wiki feet page in like a year. What? Listen to this. You're like rated 4.9 on there out of five. Holy shit. Listen, no. listen, hold on, Wait, hold on. What do you mean? Listen. Look, they've got ratings Wait, oh, here. You're all you are on here. I thought y'all were kidding. No. Also, they have her, no, they have her legit, birthday. Steven. Hold on, hold on. By the way, send us super chats, guys. They have <laughs> ratings here. Beautiful, nice, okay, bad, ugly. That you have ugly. Th there's only three ugly, two bad. Ten, <laughs> ten is okay, but listen to this. These are impressive numbers. Twelve nice. 41 beautiful feet. 41, Denise. Yeah. That's... And those aren't even great pictures, man. I could post some good quality shit on there. I got to tweet out that we're reviewing your wiki feet. Dude, uh, yeah. what the hell? I'm a professional, Sean. We are reviewing Denise's wiki feet live on the air i bet viewership is gonna just shoot up through the roof now listen i'm not a foot guy i don't get it i don't understand it it's not for me look at the viewership denise look oh, at man. it look at it Let's i'm just go. saying i'm here to save the program all right John, now you here. know what you are you're bringing in the sports entertainment bullshit well muted Anyway, <laughs> oh, no. I are trying to actually talk about the wrestling okay, on this that's show. Great. That's great. That's awesome. But I gotta get I gotta get people through the door, right? I gotta get people through the door. So <laughs> and look, you know what? We, you're promoting my WikiFeet account. Yeah, yeah. This should be like discrimination. You it's would bad. never do this to Steven. You would never do this to Jeremy. You wouldn't do hey. this to anybody else. And reading their wiki feed page. This is like this is what I, this is this is what we women have to look forward to when we come on here and try to talk about pro wrestling. Listen, no, if sure, anybody we don't wants... hear your thoughts. Let's talk about your wiki feed page. Mine? No, that's oh, basically what you're like... telling me. We don't want to hear about your thoughts. You're not a draw. Fuck you, Denise. <laughs> Let's talk about your wiki feet reviews. Okay, listen, listen, listen. Hold on. First off, your thoughts do matter. Um, if Steven or Jeremy had a wiki feet, 100% we would review it. I think that would have been overbooked content well long ago. Like, <laughs> yeah, long ago. So first off, I just want to say, here's some notes from your wiki feet page. Um, they have a community. And those community oh, have active comments. No, no, no. But like. To, in order to keep it clean, like people have recorded or reported duplicate photos. Oh. So, so they're trying to keep it rolling, right? <laughs> but like, like there, there are pictures like straight up from your TikTok, like screenshots from your TikTok of you. to reach. I know. You know I that know. video that I posted of me getting Diet Coke? If you watch it, I, I put stickers over my toes so no one would see them. Oh, but my then gosh. I gave up. They've like, got ones of you. for them. They got ones of you posing with your feet all the way up on like a a shelf or something. They've got you in like 
<laughs> the skimpiest shoes. Denise, you hoe. How could you? <laughs> I just got called a hoe by my boss on oh, the air. God. Like, listen. Thanks, Sean. You know, I really took the time on a Saturday. I thought you? I would keep him on here and talk about how much I love Josh Alexander. Nah, I'm here being called a hoe <laughs> on the air for wearing skimpy shoes. There, listen to this. There are people out there. You know, those, those, those horrible weirdo people that are like, oh, women ask for it. Like, when you wear shoes like that, they're like, she's asking to get posted on wiki feet. She knows exactly what she's doing. Like there are people like that. There are weirdos like that in the world that are like sandals. She knows they sell them in the goddamn store. They're summer shoes. I know they are. Oh, well, okay. Denise, there's, there's one of you in a tub with yellow tub. balls and with oh, yellow sounds, balls. Okay. First of all, that sounds terrible. There's one of you in the tub. with yellow <laughs> balls. You're uh, clothed. They're it's freaking duckies. They're duckies. No, the the they're yellow balls, but duckies are on the wall. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, let, let me, let's just talk about the viewership right now, Denise. Let's take a look here. <laughs> when did you first right. become aware of this, Denise? Are we really doing this? Yeah, I mean, it's helping. It's helping viewership. It's helping viewership an I, awful lot. This is what happens when people don't. I'm just pissed right now. I'm so pissed right now. Okay, you know, I. Hey, if it don't make anyone if, if don't make anyone feel any better, real quick. If someone in the chat wants to pay me to post my pictures of my feet, I'll absolutely. Oh, there's there's absolutely a whole mess of pictures so, of my feet. Oh, like I did, oh. I did MMA, right. so like my my feet my <laughs> bare feet are out there everywhere, right? Too? Huh? No, neither you of us do. Page, Sean? No, but I'm sure they're like I'm. If people have wanted you searched? to, no, I but I'll look. I did. I just looked. Search. I didn't see it. And but the party maybe. continues. <laughs> oh, Jeremy Falcon. Look who's here. Okay, Jeremy. Denise claims that if any of us three had a Wiki Feet page, that we wouldn't review it. I say that is bullshit because oh, we hundred percent do that. Are you kidding me? Okay, then review your own damn Wiki Feet page. We can't. We don't have famous feet like you. Yeah, we've got those uneducated feet, as Jim Ross would say. <laughs> Our feet are dumb as hell. Is there a fightful Wiki Wiki Feet page? Like, we need to do Feetful. Feetful.com. Feetful Select. Feetful Select. Feetful Five dollars a month. My God. I just somebody, I don't. Somebody's somebody saying, Jeremy, please get this show back on. The no, I came here because I saw it was off the rails. That's the only reason I'm here. I don't come here yes. to get it back on the rails. That's so fun. Yeah, Sean, I'm not saving my Saturdays to do this anymore. Okay, <laughs> to be humiliated on the air while well, I'm trying to do my job, crash the show, bury me. I'm not burying you. Okay, under. okay. All that other shit I, I said was a joke because it's very clear your feet draw, Denise. <laughs> your your <laughs> feet draw. They do. So, was there ever a time you posted a picture and you're like, shit, this is going to end up on... Yes, my fucking Hawaii picture. <laughs> I, I looked so pretty and I was so pissed because I knew my I knew my feet would end up on WikiFeet. But it's Hawaii. Yeah. They say Hawaii? Hawaii. Huh? Why? Hawaii. Hawaii. That's I have a friend. Hawaii. I have a friend named Hawaii. <laughs> Isn't it Hawaii? Am I? Yeah, it's Hawaii. Yeah. Hawaii, yeah, it's Hawaii, Hawaii, whatever. <laughs> Thanks, Jeremy. 
I think we're the only two people that have been to Hawaii, though. Have, have you been, okay. Sean? Yeah, you I been? Let been. me just start off I by saying we've it. only reviewed two matches. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so? We need to keep going with the <laughs> yeah. show. <laughs> Listen. Poor Denise wants to be professional. And... Listen, Denise. You're going to tell me? Going out with your feet looking like that, you didn't know that somebody was going to confront you. I feel bad for every future female wrestling media person that wants to come on and talk about wrestling. And instead, Poor she's got three guys shredding her wiki feed page. Well, no, that no. She I, was, oh, I, I, this, I applaud. Steven's an innocent bystander, but bye because yeah. you are a part of these people. Then Denise you're gonna be thrown in here. Denise is going to be in 90 degree LA weather with like leg warmers and, and socks. Hold on, Sean. You were the motherfucker that told me to change my goddamn shoes. You were the oh, one the that GDs. was like, you wear you the goddamn same fucking shoes all the goddamn time. You buried my black boots i finally wear something different and now my goddamn wiki feet oh my god we all showing our feet oh, oh snap oh, look at that that's it I, my I, career is over i'm never going to be disgusting right now i'm never going to be on cnn i'm never going to be any place <laughs> that's it this footage is going to come up. If I'm ever presented as somebody legitimate, you're going to be like, remember the time your boss called you a hoe for wearing skinny feet and then put his toes on the screen? Listen My to career's this. over, Sean. I cannot have it's somebody over. associated with Fightful going out with their feet just hanging out all off. The rules are different for you, Sean. You can be, you're a white man. You can do whatever you what? want. Oh. What do I, I don't what? get the same privileges. If I were to put my feet on this screen, call you a hoe for wearing skimpy Do shoes, it. I'd be canceled. <laughs> what? Canceled? You yes. would get you would I'd get be, us a ton of be... super chat. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I would be slut shamed. I would be called a hoe. Uh, somebody would start a fake OnlyFans account on my behalf. Oh, oh my god! What kind of flops do you wear, Denise? Yeah. Are we got, really doing this? I got like four yeah, pair. Like, what kind? I, I like the slides. I like the Adidas yeah, slides. Yeah, uh, yeah. for the. Slides. I got like the. I guess they guess they're called thong sandals. I guess I'm gonna go between your big toe and 
this other show. I so I live in the most hillbilly area, and this one girl goes, oh, "You wear thong sandals? You wear thong panties?" <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm like, "No, nah, bitch, they're for my feet. What yeah. are, What are we talking about here? Those things are annoying. I can't I can't wear those. They, yeah. they hurt the webbings. They of my feet. they come Are apart they? too much now. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I do I do break a pair about once a year. So that that is true. Yeah. Denise, how about you? I never read the super chat from Dan V900. <laughs> <laughs> I never got to it. And I want Dan to get his money's worth. He said, I have a feeling Alexander Freese we'll is Eddie Edwards at Bound for Glory, which isn't great. Ace Austin should be higher on the card. Macklin loses big matches too much. He yeah. sent his money um, in. At 12 17, that was like over 15 minutes ago, and I haven't even been able to read his super chat. Uh, I just <laughs> looked it up. Josh Alexander, Eddie Edwards, Macklin and Ace Austin all do not have wiki feet pages. <laughs> I just looked them all up. All right, I feel like so- Ace Austin probably grooms his feet pretty well. He seems seems like a well yeah, put together man. He does. Yeah. I bet he takes care of them. For sure. You're gonna start asking but- feet questions when you interview Listen, these people. Denise. I'm gonna st- I'm not talking anymore. I'm not talking until we get back on the rest for the show. Were you or were you not flattered by your incredible rating on that? Side? No, I was not. I do not want people imagining my feet. <laughs> okay. I do not want I mean, no creepers being like doing creepy shit. But 41 beautiful. Nice. Very yeah. good. I mean, at least oh you have a good score on there. Like, at, the least gonna be, at least if you're going to oh. be on there, at least, at least people whoa, are giving whoa, you a good whoa. rating. There is a, a huge gap here, Denise. Mm-hmm. They don't know your shoe size. What is it? Oh, I'm not going to be revealing that information on here. <laughs> Sean, you, you did it wrong. Sean, you don't present it as they, they need it for the site. You just yeah. ask. What is your shoe size? No, I ain't yeah. about to be like Fightful Select. Here's Denise's shoe size. Here's the kind of shoes what? Denise wears. Oh, Here's I, her favorite Okay, we're, we're, pop, getting, color, we're getting pop, everyone's shoes. Color. We're getting everyone's shoes as, as wedding favors. Uh, so I need everybody's shoe size for wedding <laughs> 12, favors. 12. Okay. Jensen? Uh, probably 11. All right, Denise. I'm not going to the wedding anymore. <laughs> at least, hey, at least tell us your sock size. That's like a general, like, Bro. that's like six sizes, right? <laughs> Everybody can like wear the same socks at one point. Like, unless you've got like no, massive feet. You can't. Yeah, you can't. I've got big ass feet. I can't do that. Okay, well, there you go. That answers your feet situation. <laughs> well, I'm trying to find out yours for the people. Oh, I do have a Fightful Select story coming up on Denny Salcedo in the coming weeks, oh, no. by the way. Cool. I, do. I don't care. At this point, we can get more <laughs> humiliating than this. Denise, you're not a draw. Denise, you can't make us money. Denise, uh, your wrestling opinions don't matter. Denise, oh, you're rest- your listen. shoe size. Who said all opinion. this? I will I'll punch I those people. I didn't say that. I this didn't is say that. Sean. No. I got called a hole oh. on the air, Jeremy. <laughs> listen, you missed that's, that part. Listen, that's because that's you right. come walking around with your feet out. <laughs> like, like just behavior like that is unacceptable. But behavior like having your feet out in hot weather is unacceptable. It is unprofessional. We cannot accept that. Uh, your wrestling opinions do matter. Absolutely. Who's here to still continue to? Are we gonna? Are we gonna finish the Impact Emergence review? I don't care. 
Can I just say, I feel, I feel very bad. You're supposed to keep the integrity of this channel. What's the integrity? I'm, I'm cursing at people at wrestling conventions. What integrity? What are you talking about? You're sub Look, you, there's people that are like, you know, trying to figure out what is going on. There's people that want to watch, listen to what we're talking about with this show. And we had some really great wrestling here that none of us are talking about. Nate says, feet are disgusting, but this content <laughs> is gold. All right. So we need to change the channel of this. We need to change the title of this video to just Denise tunes into work on Saturday to get murdered about her feet. <laughs> listen, if you want to take this and put it on your Denise's Pieces channel and make mm -hmm. all that money, more power to you. See? Denise is going to have to do a solo review show just to get through the emergence talk. Bro, we talked like about two matches. Username. You crashed the stream. Like and then you know what I hate, too? That all these people on YouTube are going to come in and be like, I hate when Denise goes on the shows, even though I try <laughs> to do my job. Well, because I don't like hearing women talk. Well, listen. It's so annoying. Well, I don't I listen to those people. people. Yeah. I don't like yeah. those people. Those people yeah. are not welcome here. If they want to say derogatory things about you it better be about you having the gall to go out with your feet just exposed in public that better be the criticism that they have that better be it so listen here listen here you sexists if you have anything negative to say about denise it better be for that reason and that reason only or else you're not welcome here there see i'm i take up for you i defend you denise I appreciate you. I feel so bad for Steven Jensen because he he's very professional. I feel bad for Steven. You know what I told Steven? I said, Steven, let's make sure to keep this under an hour today so we can go on and do our thing. I was like, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to the UFC starting at four. But good luck with that. I'll get off of here now. So what? You just took up 30 minutes of our show. Was it 30? It wasn't 30. It was 30 minutes, Sean. No. No. Let me look. How much time was it? It was, yeah, it was, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. He no, it's 20. We're, it's, about, it, 15 we're sitting at 20. We're <laughs> yeah. sitting at 20. We okay. still have the rest of the show to talk about. We're going to have to like speed through it. Just I can't, what everybody else does. Good match. Stuff happens. I hope Scott Demore watches this is all I can say. Because <laughs> Impact, Impact people do watch our show because yeah, nobody I, else. Yeah, I'm fully aware of that, Sean. <laughs> nobody else the does. Comments. I get shows. the feedback. I'm fully aware of this. <laughs> Shout out to my good friends, Chelsea Green, Deanna Peraza for winning the Impact Tag Team titles. Shout out to the Denise for her, for her incredible ratings. She's just, I'm very proud of Denise. Um, Denise will pay you extra for this show. Oh, thanks for being humiliated. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Sean. Hey, Steven Jensen extra as well. Muted. <laughs> Trying to get you some money, Jensen. Yeah, no, no, I'm good with that. Oh, right. I only popped on here because I saw Denise was getting embarrassed. I'm sorry. Can I unmute you? Do you want to unmute? There you go, Denise. Just unmuted you. Oh. <laughs> All right. Are we done now? <laughs> Jeremy, you either stick around and you talk about impact or what the hell is going on? Uh, yeah, I just popped in because I saw nonsense was going on. I don't work oh, on I a, bonus too. There we go. I there don't work go. on Saturdays. No, we're, I'm not supposed to anyway, but you know, Sean just makes me work every single day. Steven Jensen, you're the greatest. Everyone watch the spotlight, 9.30 a.m. Thursdays. Denise Salcedo, you're also the greatest. I'm sorry that Sean Ross Sapp exists. Sorry. Bye, Good everybody. day, Jeremy. Good day. I'm very right. sorry about that to the viewers. Uh, please, <laughs> yeah. very apology.
All right, real quick. So, uh, Bandito over Horace, Sammy Callahan over Macklin. We had Honor No More. Let's go through all the rest of the results. Let's get this show done so we can <laughs> bounce out of here. All right. Let's see. Violent by Design versus yeah. Kushida. Chris Saban. Yeah, I think we finished up on the Callahan and Macklin talk. Right I didn't even know we finished. So, talk. I think so we finished talking about we, that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right, Dude, cool. let's get into this. What did you think of this match, man? Eric Eric Young hit the pile driver on Chris Saban, got the win for his team. Congrats, Violet, by design. What did you think of this match? Yeah, yeah. So I like the match. I like the build up to the match. Um, it made a lot of sense with Alex Shelley, of course, being in the main event that you had the, the link of Chris Saban and Kushida because of their mutual uh, link with Alex Shelley as well. We had Motor City Machine Guns teaming with Time Splitters, like the overlap here. I like that a lot. Um, this came to mind too while I was watching this. I, I'd love to see uh, Chris Sabe and Alex Shelley and Kushida as a trios if they can get involved with like the AEW trios division somehow. If they do any more of like the Forbidden Door type stuff, I think they'd be awesome for the trios division. Um, and I, I love Violent by Design too. Like a lot of this match was based on you know Deaner having to kind of continue to gain the the approval of Eric Young and Joe Doring is the one who kind of won the match for them like by causing the. Uh, like Diener caused the distraction with the the flagpole and then uh, Doring threw Kushida off the rope. So like it took, it, basically what I'm getting at here is I think we're, we're building towards a big three on three match between Violent by Design and uh, Kushida, Saban and Shelly. But I thought this was a really good way of like setting up the future kind of story, the ongoing story uh, between all these people. Yeah, completely agreed too. And then what's crazy was that this wasn't like the start of this match wasn't like the flashiest match by any means. It's, it ended up picking up a little bit more. But even then, like that's a testament to like how good they are that the people were like hanging on to like each and every single thing that they were doing. So that was something that like really stood out to me. It was a different type of match. And you know, it's funny that this match basically like the way that they were working it, I was like the Lucha match is next. I can tell. I can tell by the structure of this match that they're going to put the Lucha match on next. So let's go ahead and get into that. Uh, I fucking loved this match so yeah. much. Ray Horace versus Bandito. Dude, like, it, you know, here's the thing. It bums me out that, like, we don't get, like, very many promotions doing lucha like this. Uh, I feel like they should, you know, here in the States, obviously, they should be doing more matches like this, having more luchadors on here. Because, like, dude, this is where you get some really, really good stuff, some entertaining stuff. And Ray Horace versus Bandito was absolutely amazing to watch. It was beautiful. Uh, this speed the smoothness and both of the uh, in which they did everything was absolutely great i don't even know why bandito's not signed but in a way i'm kind of glad he isn't signed to like aw or wwe because i don't think that they would necessarily use them the way that uh that the way that he should be honestly i think he's better off doing what he's doing uh right now but bandito doing that like handstand ray horace flying over like across the ring that was great uh bandito lifting ray up with one arm uh the tilt to whirl uh into the tornado ddt off the second rope by ray horace that was phenomenal uh face buster on bandito all of those things that they did uh was just great man uh how'd you feel about this match yeah so as far as the match itself i really enjoyed it i thought like the finish was was really smart too because ray horace as you mentioned he had hit that really sweet uh tilt the world or yeah the tilt the world ddt off the second rope and then later in the match he had hit a different version of that same move and then right at the end of the match, he went for something similar again, where he was going for another one of those tilt-a-whirls. And that's when Bandito caught him in the X marks the spot and then hit the 21 plex right after. So he like 
countered a move that had kind of happened to him a couple times, which I, I really liked. And then I, once again, this is just a nitpick to nitpick. I think the 21 plex is a sweet move. Like, I think it's very impressive. I just wish he used it more sparingly as like a big match type move. Cause the, the, the setup is just so specific for people to have to wait for him like that, but it is a very impressive move. And Bandito is one of those guys where I've, I've, I've followed his career for a while um, and I really liked, um, I really, I really thought he was going to be a part of AEW at the beginning because he was a part of, you know, all in and everything. But I saw him live for the first time at Terminus last year and him in person, I was like, this dude, like TV doesn't do him justice. Like in person, he's even more impressive to, to watch. And physically speaking, he's like, he's like a, he's like a pretty shredded dude. Like the TV doesn't really do justice. And the way he interacts with fans, I was really impressed with too before the show, after the show, during the show, he, he loved his fans that were there to cheer for him. And he made sure everybody got to talk to him and take pictures with him and stuff. So I think Bandito's a, he's a, he's a potential megastar. He just needs more exposure in a bigger company to do that. Um, and Ray Horace, I think is slept on. Like he's very solid. Dude, um, that was one of the things I was talking about. Like I was thinking about too. I'm like, why isn't this guy getting booked more? Like what the hell's going on there? Yeah, like so, it's unfortunate because like both were doing well in Ring of Honor, like Bandito even more, even more so. But like Ray Horace was doing solid in that company, and like when all the changeover happened, these guys have kind of gotten lost. But like Bandito versus Claudio Castagnoli would be so money for the ROH World Title. You know what I mean? Like I think they I, Bandito needs to land somewhere permanently. I think, but it is cool to see him kind of bouncing around. But he's one of those guys that. I feel like he needs to, he does need to sign somewhere eventually because that's what I think it's going to take certain companies to really go all the way with him. So if he commits somewhere, I think he's going to wind up being like a main event or really anywhere he winds up. Yeah, seriously. And you just, you got to push it, man. Like I think people, a lot of promotions uh, underutilize the, they don't, I feel like they're not fully utilizing, you know, your luchadors and really helping gain, get that like Hispanic audience. I will tell you like, so, you know, obviously WrestleMania 39 is going to be here in Los Angeles, a huge, huge uh, Hispanic market, huge. Okay. (laughs) Massive. And um, they realize that they recognize that you want to know how I know that they recognize that because because uh, at the media event that they did, their launch party that I was at, um, they primarily got Hispanic media to be there covering the show and the talent that they brought. Um, they brought in like pretty much everybody that they had on their roster that could uh, fill in that demo. And so it was something where I'm like, it's very obvious because that's how you're going to get families to come to buy to the, sh- you know, that's how you're going to get these families to go out and get uh, tickets for the show. Cause they're like, Oh shit. Like there's, cause they're going to, you know, some people are like, Oh, it's WWE, you know, we're going to go. But then there's other people that are like, Oh, it's Lucha. It's wrestling. Let's go watch a show. You know, something like that. Uh, so, you know, I feel like a lot of companies really need, to uh really sell that really push that because it's a it's a good way to get people uh in your door um all right uh after this let's go ahead and get into honor no more uh versus bullet club this was one that i think this was like pure chaos steven this was good kind of chaos now i I feel bad but i've had nothing positive to say about hikaleo in the past and some of his other matches and whatnot and i will tell you that he actually did pretty all right in this. He was basically just there, and there were some really great 
moments where like Chris Bay was launching himself of Hikaleo's body. Uh, I think there was one point where like he uh, he was a good base there just to stand there and kind of, you know, just take the beating from everybody. But the action surrounding him uh, was really great, man. Uh, I already mentioned the base spot. That was great. The moment where he threw out my- Matt Taven and then nobody caught him. Did you notice yeah. that nobody caught Taven? He gets thrown out to like four bodies and like nobody caught him. Um, Ace Austin was absolutely awesome doing that like blockbuster on Taven immediately afterwards. That was a lot of fun. That's his finisher um, though, the hold. He hit his finisher over the top rope into the into the pile. Yeah, I thought that was great. Yeah, that was a really like awesome moment. Anderson uh, throwing over, tossing over uh, PCO from the second, from the platform on the second level onto the table towards the bottom. And it was sick because you just see PCO like land flat on his back. Like it was kind of crazy. Um, but anyways, we do see Honor No More pick up the win. I know we had a viewer earlier who kind of said that they were over the Honor No More Bullet Club matches. Uh, thoughts on that and thoughts on this match? Well, so I understand where he's where that uh, super chat is coming from because it seems like every time Honor or More has a match like this, it's like the same stipulation of you know once they lose, they have to disband forever, and it's like it, it feels a little repetitive. But like what I really like about this match is that there wasn't it wasn't like a tag team match. It wasn't something where people were just like surrounding the ring and it was like slow and you had to tag people in and out. It was just action from start to finish, and most of the match happened in the spots that you were talking about where everyone's just outside the ring and everyone's just taking turns, doing something to the outside onto the pile. Um, and I agree. I think Hikaleo, this was like his best showing. I've probably seen him have, um, he's showing improvement. And for a guy, he, his... it, it, no, it's more so that he didn't get in the way of things. Oh, he okay. helped. Like he didn't get in the way of the action is what I'm saying. Like if he was in it, he, he helped. Like, he, they utilized his size. Okay. That, yeah. I, I That's totally what I meant you. by like, Oh, this was fine. You know? Sure. Sure. And, and, you know, I think this is also something where it's cool that Chris Bay and Ace Austin have something to do and, like, that they're featured because I think both guys should be, like, main event level talents and impact as, like, individual uh, wrestlers. But at least this gives them something to do to be a part of the show. But they are getting kind of, like, the the buzz in the of the Bullet Club is just it's just different nowadays than it was you know years back. It just it just is. There's been a lot of changes. It's been around for like a decade now. Um, but you know, I thought that this match was was solid for what it needed to be, and I thought the finish made sense too because that was uh, Gallows was going for the Magic Killer but couldn't do it because of the injury, and then uh, it was a climax onto the onto the trash can, right? I believe, and then it, like it was like a double pin. So I thought, you know. But it's one of those things where I feel like we're just going to see like honor or more in these matches where if we lose, we disband and it'll just kind of happen month after month after month. And eventually they'll they'll lose. But I don't know. How did you feel about it? I thought it was fine for like, it made I like sense. the chaos, dude. Yeah. I like the chaos. You know, you know, I'm tuning into these shows like monthly. So for me, it was like perfectly fine. As sure. long as the action is hot, man, that's all I cared about. I really enjoyed that, honestly. Uh, but I'll tell you what I really enjoyed because I thought that they took things to the next level. And uh, that's Mia Yim and Jordan Grace for the knockouts championship. Dude, man, I'm so happy for Mia Yim. You know, obviously seeing her like, you know, run in WWE was really nothing. But, uh, you know, getting to see what she's recently been able to do on Impact Wrestling and having a match like this with Jordan Grace, dude, this shit was so freaking good. Like, 
I fucking loved this match. I loved it so much. Like Jordan Grace, she's just on another level with the work that she's been doing. We've talked about this numerous times. Uh, you know, we talked about how she's really changed her physique and just she's moving a lot faster. She's still hitting everything in that like intense way that she normally does. She had a killer Liger bomb that she did, which looked really great. Uh, the Muda lock that she locked in also looked really awesome. The muscle buster that she hit. I mean, people were chanting like, this is awesome because it really, really was. This felt like a whole other level to me. And I thought that they both did a great job here. Uh, Jordan Grace ended up winning with the Grace driver. Um, and then after this, we had Masha Slamovich come out and she basically handed the death warrant uh, to Jordan Grace afterwards. And here's my question. So on top of how you felt about Mia Yim versus Jordan Grace, now that we're going to be, looks like we're definitely getting uh, Masha and Jordan Grace since Masha has been going out there and like literally squashing everybody. And she's been, she's been looking very dominant. Do you think that she should squash Jordan Grace in that fashion? Okay, so do I think that she should? I I don't know the answer to that question. What I will say is this. Um, I'm very excited to talk about this because um, this was my favorite match on the show, honestly, was uh, Jordan Grace and Mia Yim. I really, really, really like this match. And a big reason why is they laid it in. Like, they look like they're going hard out there. Like, they're, they're, everything is crisp. Every, I mean, it was just a really good match. There was no wasted movement. Um, it was just move after move, even like the sequences, like you were saying, you'd get like a muscle buster into like a Moodle lock, but then Mia Yim would reverse the Moodle lock into her own Moodle lock. So then the only way to get out of that was to exchange chops and headbutts until, you know, the Moodle lock would get broken up. Like, I just thought it was a really, really, really well done match. And then when it comes to the, the aftermath, Masha Slamovich, I've been talking her up for a while on the weekend or like she is one of my favorite wrestlers that just gender aside. I think that Jordan Grace and uh, Masha Slamovich and, and Mia Yim as well. But if we're talking kind of what's happening going forward, Grace and Slamovich, I think, are two wrestlers that are so perfect for impact because they also wrestle men often and impact will do that. So it's like they have so much potential with Slamovich and with Jordan Grace, whether it's wrestling men, women, non-binary, whatever. Like they they can like Slamovich could be the the world champion of the company. I honestly feel that she's that talented. I feel the same way about Jordan Grace. Um, so I'm really, really excited for uh, Slamovich and Grace, because to my knowledge, I think the only time these two have wrestled in impact, it was on Explosion a few years ago. Um, and that was before Slamovich was really like the version of Slamovich we have now. So um, I've been I've been calling for this for a while. Um, Jordan Grace is one of my all time favorite female wrestlers ever, and Masha Slamovich is like heading that direction. So I'm I am very I I have very very high expectations for Slamovich and Jordan Grace, and I think they're going to totally deliver. Yeah, and I think like the, I think that pop popped into me because if Masha were to do that like squash on Jordan Grace, like if she were to have like a very dominant victory over her, I don't think it would take away from Jordan Grace because Jordan Grace at this point is like her in ring work, it's bullet it's bulletproof. Like we all know yeah. she already works like a beast, man. Like that's obviously a compliment because dude, like she's doing some really great work there. So I almost feel like to make a new star, to make, to really make this new star and really solidify Masha the way that she's been presenting, I think a win, a very, very dominant win like that over Jordan Grace would actually be kind of cool and surprising, I think, to a lot of people. So I would actually like it if they went about uh, went about it that direction. But either way, really great match. Uh, really happy for Mia Yim. I'm really excited to see like what she continues to do. But now let's go ahead and get into the last match of the day. And this was Josh Alexander versus Alex Shelley for the Impact World Championship. And it's crazy. Like when you go back and think like this was Alex Shelley's 
first time getting this title shot. Like, what the hell? Like, it's nuts. Like, it blows your mind when you think about, like, everything, obviously, right? This was a lot of fun. And, you know, the really the story of this match was Alex Shelley trying to dismantle, um, you know, the body parts of Josh Alexander, you know, really going after the, uh, the left arm and, you know, trying to hinder him from doing, you know, the C4, his suplexes, his ankle locks, et cetera, all of the things that Josh Alexander is known for. And the story of this match was just, like, brilliant storytelling with the selling that Josh Alexander was doing, um, the work that Alex Shelley was doing. There was one spot that I really want to point out because it just, it was a little thing, but it just looked so great. Like when uh, Alex Shelley did the frog splash and landed on Josh Alexander. If you go back and you look at the way that his leg landed on Josh Alexander, he pit it perfectly, landed it differently, like placed himself perfectly so that Josh Alexander could transition that into uh, into the ankle lock. And so it was little things like that throughout this match that you saw that just really heightened up the level of skill that you were seeing between both these men. And I was as I was watching this, so obviously, Josh Alexander uh, gets the win at the end with the C4. Uh, he struggled to get to the C4, to execute the C4. But it's still, you know, he hit it. He won the match. It was great stuff. But um, the one thing that I will say that while I was watching this match, you know, so many people always ask me like, hey, Denise, who's your favorite current wrestler right now? Current wrestler right now? I'm like, oh, I'll give a couple of names. My answer always changes, right? Sure. And I was watching this match today and I thought, man, who really has been putting on a body of work that I've enjoyed all of their matches? And that to me, it's Josh Alexander. The work that he did with Moose, the work that he did with Eric Young. I mean, it is stuff that is to me, probably like on another level and I gotta say I feel like it hit me today that Josh Alexander is legitimately my favorite person to watch wrestle right now across the board I like that I mean he is and, and what's what's so cool about that is Josh Alexander doesn't even really need to be any more than just a really really good wrestler you know what I mean? Like, he, like there isn't anything about him that's like super over the top or like flamboyant or like super extra. He's just, he wears the headgear and he's there to wrestle and he just wants to beat people and be the best. And like, sometimes that's all you need as long as your matches uh, live up to kind of your talk and, and your uh, kind of uh, uh, kind of expectations that people have of you, you know, as a performer. And he, he knocks it out of the park every time on the indies as well. Anytime he has an opportunity of like going out there and wrestling any of these indie shows, he's usually the main event and it usually tears the house down. I mean, he's, yeah, he's great. Um, and, and I love, I love the build up to this. I thought the match itself was really, really good as well. If it wasn't for the Jordan Grace Mia Yim match, this would probably be my match of the night. Um, this would definitely be my match of the night. I would say. No, I think it's gotta be match of the night for sure. For yeah. sure. I don't think anything compared uh, to, I mean, but here's the thing though. It's very different though, because yeah. the, the Lucha match was great. The women's match was great. Uh, the opening match was great, but I just think that this one, I'm putting it as match of the night because it was just the storytelling, the psychology of it all was just on another level. And so, you know, obviously, obviously for people like, you know, some people might like this more, prefer more of the style where some people ex maybe like a little bit more of the flashy style, you know, just a little bit of difference in everybody. But I legitimately think like, overall even though i loved all of those other matches this one for sure has to take the cake for a best match of the night because it's just it, there was just a lot i think that added a lot of importance you know like alex shelley actually you know getting a title shot at this point uh you know just the string of work that we've been seeing from josh alexander and like i said it was all of that little stuff that we saw in between the moves and just everything that really i think 
added to this match and the credit not, not the credibility but just like the importance of it all it felt good like this was the match that everybody was like before i had watched the show people were like dude you got to tune in and watch this match and i'm like oh don't worry i'm tuning in just hold on uh so yeah i feel like this was definitely match of the night and we got a super chat here from dan v 900 who says josh alexander's x division title reign was all-time great it's one of my favorite wrestlers to watch it's impressive how well it worked out with Paige and him separating uh, i agree i want jay white to return to face him says Dan V 900 it's honestly like I hate to say it but like it's so crazy like and we kind of saw the same thing like okay so with Josh Alexander and Ethan Page like Ethan Page went off to AEW and maybe I don't know what he what his hopes were but it kind of doesn't seem like he's not getting the same kind of uh Mentioned. Yeah, he's been very lost in the shuffle. Oh, hopefully something yeah. happens with him and Stokely now, but like, I know what you mean, yeah. And it was the same thing, like, with Tasha Steeles and Kira Hogan. Like, you know, Kira Hogan went to AEW, but we only recently started really seeing her on the program and ever, she al- ever since she aligned herself with the baddies, whereas Tasha Steeles went on to win the Knockouts Championship and this and that. So I think, like, sometimes you may think, like, oh, like, the most popular, uh, you know, the more popular option is the way to go, but sometimes maybe Maybe that not that might not be the case and i think that you know different things work for different people and dude like right now like josh alexander's putting on the work of his career like the best work of his career he's you know getting a lot of attention a lot more attention and this was something that i spoke about with josh alexander when him and i did an interview uh, which you can watch on the channel on my channel and like he was telling me like you know he, you know, has been wrestling for years, right? And he's like 14, I think he said 14 years. I may have the year wrong, but he told his wife, like, you know, I can't believe that after like 14 years, I'm finally getting the momentum that I've always wanted to get. And like the fact that he was doing like, you know, the Canadian Indies for such a long time. And I think to myself, like, damn, how is it that a guy like this with this kind of skill was not on the, you know, the radar of like everybody, you know? Um, So it is a little bit, just like kind, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool to see that he's getting that payoff now, that reward now for all of his work. But it is interesting, though. Yeah, for sure. I, I still remember a few years ago when Scott Demore showed up to the indie show that Alexander was the main event of, and like gave him the Impact contract in the middle of the ring, and like that was like a huge deal uh, for him to like finally make it. And then, uh, no, I totally agree. I think that Josh Alexander is fantastic. And and on the other side, Alex Shelley it's been really cool to see him get this opportunity because uh, you know, he's talked about this himself, but as being the kind of guy who he, I think his own words were that he got lapped by the next generation. Like he was so concerned with making sure the next generation, like he was helping like keep the wrestling business going that like his own time never really got to come. And in even recently, like, uh, you know, when he left, when he had to take that hiatus from Impact Wrestling during the pandemic and he was on the indies uh, going hard all over the place and he became the IWTV champion, he defeated Wheeler Yuta for that title. And even then, after the match was more about him, like talking about how great Wheeler was going to be. And then, you know, months later, Wheeler's ROH pure champion. He's part of the Blackpool Combat Club. He's featured on AEW all the time. And Shelly, um, you know, he lost the title to AC Mack. And then that title, that that win was huge for AC. He became the first openly gay world champion in wrestling. And like it put over AC Mack huge. And it's just all these moments are just kind of. But the thing with Alex Shelley that has so much respect from everybody I've ever talked to about him, anything I see on Twitter, and everybody has nothing but great things to say about Alex Shelley. He's helped so many people throughout his career. He's been doing this for two decades and it's wild that this is the first time he's had a shot at the Impact World Championship. 
Um, it's just like more like the era that he was in, you know, like during that yes. time, guys like him weren't put in that, you know, that spot, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, like, cause even, even back in impact or TNA, when he was starting to gain momentum, it was really more as like uh, the part of like the paparazzi productions, but then that kind of got overshadowed by like Kevin Nash being around. I thought it was really good though, for what it was people kind of sleep on that era of uh, TNA in my opinion, but um, but that all said, it's one of those things where, you know, it, it always feels like Alex Shelley is always talked about as this guy who's always helping other people. And it's been that way for so long. And it's nice to see him finally, like, get his own moments. And, like, did he win this world title on uh, last night? He didn't. But Josh Alexander is a super credible champion. Um, this helps uh, Josh Alexander's title reign. And he, he continues to solidify him as one of the top world champions in all of pro wrestling. And Alex Shelley came so close multiple times that like you could buy them running this back at some point and the fans are going to be into it. And the, and the wrestlers, he has the respect of all the wrestlers already. So it's one of those things too, when he gets opportunities, it's always celebrated. I always feel the wrestlers like, hell yeah, Alex Shelley should be getting this match. You know what I mean? So I, I thought, I thought it was really cool to see these two go at it. I thought the match was great. And I love the finish with the C4 spike from Alexander because he was so injured. He had to grab his own arm to be able to, lift him up for the move so there was great storytelling and uh, the little I liked things, it all the, even the little things yeah something that alexander and shelly are both great at are those little things exactly all right we got our last super chat of the day this is from dan v 900 who says alex shelly really should be considered on the same level as aj among others for his impact on the industry which was re referenced in the jy promo completely agree i mean look at guys like johnny gargano that really took a lot from the page of alex shelly you know so he influenced so many guys uh, so many and it, it, you know i completely agree with this i do think he should be regarded you know at a much higher level yeah i agree aj's aj is a, a little different just because like yeah, it's he's hard. a little bit, I would still put him a little bit, you know, higher, sure. but it, the thing yeah. with AJ specifically is like, he was pretty much the face of, of wrestling outside of the WWE for a long time. Like he was the one guy that was like, he's the one guy WWE never got at, up to that point. Alex Shelley though, I totally agree. He definitely, he's definitely been slept on and he definitely uh, deserves more recognition than what he's got. And it's, and he's still not done. Like he, there's still time for him to have that recognition and, uh, and get his flowers at this point in his career. So uh, I'm, you know, this this was all this was all good stuff. A great way to end a uh, really really good pay per view, in my opinion. Awesome. All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Sorry for this messy, crazy <laughs> review. Apologies to the people that tuned in and actually wanted to talk about Impact Wrestling. Do not blame me. Blame Sean. Right. Uh, either way, but before we go, Stephen, let the people know where they can find you. Uh, you can uh, listen to me tomorrow on the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. That's every Sunday at FightfulSelect.com. I'll also be going live to uh, Championship District Wrestling, which is in Atlanta tomorrow. That's going to be fun. It's being put on by some Nightmare Factory students, and there's going to be a little bit of AEW crossover on the show and stuff. So it, uh, it should be – there's actually going to be some people from kind of all over, some different companies, some 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 lesser-known talent. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, that's tomorrow and uh, uh, every Thursday right here on the same channel, youtube.com slash Fightful, myself and Jeremy Lambert every Thursday, 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Check out the spotlight. And good to see you again, Denise. I always love doing this with you. Yeah, it's always a good time just coming out here and getting to talk about a pretty good show. Usually we haven't had a bad show, honestly. So it's a very easy job to come in here and be like, great yes. show, you know? Um, but guys, and we you both know, got bonuses. We both got bonuses today, too. Man, so. 
Oh, I'm gonna go off on Sean later on. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, please go check out those interviews that I did at the WrestleMania 39 launch party, guys. It would really mean a lot to me. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. A lot of great stuff on there. Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Do not forget to subscribe to Fightful Wrestling here on YouTube. And we'll see you guys later. Bye, everyone.